Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hissing and buzzing that's in there before we get going is annoying. Anyway, welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Stormtrooper Catherine Brandt, and Andy Bernard. Stormtrooper is right. I'm surprised we have any windows left in our house, for God's My sake. My God, it was terrible last night. We will take a break. Be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Hey, Tommy, still got the cone of silence? Why are we whispering? Because at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan, we're having a secret sale. I have a question. If it's a secret, how do people find out about it? Yeah, I see your point. Missed it by that much. Okay, here's the deal. At Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we have our sign and drive, not one dime out of your pocket lease special on a new Rogue all-wheel drive or an Altima all-wheel drive. So it's a Walzer sign and drive, absolutely nothing out of pocket? Leave your checkbook, credit card, Venmo, PayPal, Everything at home, zip. So what's the payment? That's the secret part. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or BurnsvilleNissan.com, type in KQRS in the search bar, and all shall be revealed. Seems like a lot of jacking around. Well, KQ listeners have been really good to us, so we thought this was a nice way to say thanks. Besides, winter's coming, and all-wheel drive will be really nice. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or Burnsville Nissan and type in KQ. I guess that's not so bad. Wow, high praise. Good God. Do we have any uplifting stories? Uh, it's interesting to you asked that. Trying to keep us awake? <laughs> it's interesting you asked that because, uh, actually, what's the, what's the call-in number? Tevin, it's right in front of you there. What is it? 561-228-4061. Uh, 
Uh, if you have an answer to content as far as television and radio is concerned, I'd like to hear it because what we do on this show and the, and the KQ Morning Show is try to avoid as much about uh, politics as we can. Do we? <clears throat> it is now impossible. <laughs> Well, it that's, is. It's that's, impossible. That's because they can take a raspberry and politicize it. It's just unbelievable what they can do. Here are the headlines. Just looking at one page on Newser, which is supposed to be a news site, but it's become a very, very political site. Well, they all have. Young mayor's political rise turns into controversy. Apparently, uh, some progressive politicians have been going after college boys. Uh, Robin Williams' daughter has an answer for Eric Trump. Donald Trump, I didn't ask about Rushmore, but I love the idea. Willie Brown to Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris should say no to Biden. Every story is about politics. Oh, we've got the, the election is coming up, and the primaries are over, what, yeah. tomorrow? They, if you haven't voted, you have to vote by tomorrow. But here's the problem I have with it. So if you're going to avoid, first of all, I'm not going to totally avoid politics because I don't have a side to take anyway. If I went on there and said, you can forget about Trump, we need Biden, or forget about Biden, we need Trump, that's different. In my position, I don't give a rat's ass who you vote for. I just hate the lying that the media does. So when I talk politics, it's more media than it is politics. Like there's a thing this morning that Brian Stelter said, you know, Fox News is just... <laughs> I saw that. Did you see that? Fox <laughs> News is in business to go after Trump. Is there any news uh, channel on television that goes after uh, after uh, uh <laughs> no, it's how he go, how Trump goes after Biden. <laughs> told you everybody's so tired oh, today. Everybody's. I know. I'm totally brain no dead. At all. I drank two cups of coffee. It didn't even touch me. Anyway, <laughs> they say that Fox goes after Joe Biden all mm. the time, and they, that's all they do is go after Joe Biden. Is there any news channel that goes after Trump? And they all said no. There's, oh my there's God. No. Like, are I you know. out of it's your? People hilarious. actually believe that crap. Yeah, well, they live in their own little bubble where everyone is, you know, it's them versus the world. Well, it is, and, it's true. And social media again. Last night there were riots in Chicago. They broke into a Tesla dealership. They broke into a coach store, stole yeah. everything. They, I don't know what? how many how many places that they they looted, and it was because of some person. I don't know who they were. Woman, man, don't know, don't know anything about him. Shot at a cop. The sh- cop yep. shot back and hit them. So riots yep, for everybody. Course, yep. It's well, like they shot at a cop. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Are we going to riot every time yeah, anybody it, does anything and is held accountable? Yeah, not, yeah and especially now because everything is so racially charged. Like the second anything happens, everybody's gut instinct is just to go crazy. And because now if everybody feels like there's no rules, like we can get away with whatever like what does yeah. tesla have to do with even if it was a uh, you're okay this is a legitimate everybody protests like there's no well, reason to go to tesla right and well and, and a lot of the headlines didn't bother to mention that the person had shot right. at the cop first oh no no they called it a police involved shooting yes mm-hmm. so it made it look like the cop shot somebody right and i mean they shot at him yeah. first What's uh, that is the most do? irresponsible it is thing to do because people are going to get hurt uh, no, it's some not people just get killed. you know and especially now because people don't do any research into the yep. story. They just read the headline and, and then freak go, out. okay, if, yeah. if everybody else yep. is doing this, it must be true. Right. Let's yep. go And just freak crazy. out. They don't even bother to do any research on it. They don't bother to do any, anything at all. Like I said, Brian Stelter, I suppose if you watch 
CNN, you don't think they go after Trump nonstop because that's all they ever talk about. So it just seems normal to you. Now, Fox does go after Biden like there's no tomorrow. So I'm not sticking up for either of them. No. I'm just saying tell the truth once in a while would be good. I don't know. I'm just really uh, after watching that video that was going around on social media about that 80 some year old woman. The 85 year old woman. Where all the yeah. Antifa people were screaming at her and threw paint, paint on her. Yeah. I- I'm just like, I'm done now. Well, honey, I now am just done. She was trying to put out a fire with a fire extinguisher. You can't be putting well, that out was another. Fires. That was another older woman. This one they threw paint on and were spitting at this her. This one they spit on and threw paint on, too. Oh, did they? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, that oh, was a absolutely. different woman. I just am like... <laughs> That's great news. Th- this woman screams at her, this isn't your world anymore. It's like, oh, uh, so... <laughs> uh, do I get to live? <laughs> Do I do I have, get a yeah. do I get a packet of information every day? What I can and cannot do, and what I can and cannot think. Any, I mean, this is insane. Now, this is a first for me. How long have I known you? Like five years? Yeah, something like that. About five years. Yeah. First time ever. I will not mean the same thing when I say this to you, because this will have to do with being your your age. Mm-hmm. When I look and go, you people. <laughs> but I just mean young people. That's all, that's all you people. The nicest thing you've ever said to me. Remember, who that was that, who was that president? It was H. Ross Perot. Who oh, the candidate. The most? You people. He kept calling you you people. <laughs> I love that so much. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. As a young black man in America today, yep. does it bother you? And this is not a... a solely black issue and only as far as Colin Kaepernick and Tiger Woods there's some other players that are I don't know if they're from Samoa or where the hell are they, but but on, yeah. the, on the tour the the, the golf the professional golf tour yep I would say about half the people most of them are white but a lot of them are people now as people of color like all other people than white people or is just people of color black people yeah but people of color is like everybody that's not white that's not white okay so you're all ganging up against us I, I apparently like, <laughs> he goes well, that's apparently. what it feels like. like you know, know what else happened? Like, people like will like anytime I hear somebody go like or like will refer to me like personally I'd be like oh like you're a people of color like thing like, I'm like just black that works like, you need to people. reinvent we don't I need love, to reinvent I, know, I do like you, can, you people though because H Ross Perot. but in any case <laughs> like, if you say it with not being a hateful person then it's not uh, right well it's exactly right so here's the problem I watched the uh, the golf tournament yesterday by the way. Colin Morikawa, he might be the next Tiger Woods. Oh, really? He's a young uh, Californian, young kid, Asian kid, 23 years old. So is that the guy that just won this weekend? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Unbelievably. This guy, on a par four, put his drive seven feet from the hole. Jeez. What? Seven what? feet from the hole and then tapped it in for eagle. Don't tell me. Jesus. Well, that's like, Did he use a seven iron? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> was it, was it uh, like Bryson DeChambeau or whatever that yep. just hits bombs off the tee? Yep, that's yeah. the guy. That's yeah, amazing. Exactly. Yeah. But he, he's, not, he's not all there mentally, though. He uh, <laughs> he wants to live to be like 140 years oh, old. Oh, Bryson? Yeah, wait till yeah. he gets to yeah, be 80. Yeah, he wants to be 140. And there was yeah. a clip of he hit a bad shot, and it was like by a tree. Very easily could have just swung and hit it. And he was trying to argue that there were fire ants by his ball, so it was unsafe oh, for him to God. play it. And the rules official oh, so was like... Oh, so he's already a diva. Yeah, the rules oh, okay. official was like, uh, I don't see any 
ants around here. And he's like, well, there was one over here earlier. <laughs> Maybe he's got a phobia. What Maybe is that, he's like a phobic. Speck of dust? Is that how <laughs> the big guy's they like, are? just hit your ball. Let's keep it pushing. <laughs> Shut up for crazy. What is he? Did you say Japanese? Uh, Morikawa, I believe. Is Morikawa Japanese, yeah. would be a Japanese, Japanese yeah. name. Okay. Yeah. This kid is a supreme athlete. Twenty-three years old. Phenomenal to watch. But anyway, here's here's the problem I have. I'm watching the tournament, and I would say at least a third of the players on the PGA tourney are sponsored by Nike. So I have a question yeah. for you. Nike equipment is made, some of it anyway, a lot of it is made by slave labor in China. Mm-hmm. These people are put in prison. They're enslaved. They do not get paid for working. It's slavery. Why is that okay with them? Money. Because it's... I mean, for like Nike, it's oh, it's in China, so it's not like our yep. problem. It's still slavery. <laughs> oh, no, 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 wow. No, but I'm saying like wow. that's why it's not a big. That's why it's, that's, that's why it's not, not a big story because people are like, well, it's a huge well, story. True. It's slavery. No, no yeah, one but cares. I mean, if you ask the average person walking around, like, hey, what do you think about? They're like, oh, it's yeah, it's probably a problem, but it's not as bad as it seems because it doesn't. Like get the news of it doesn't come out. People so don't care unless it affects force. them. Right. That's exactly I'm not what it is. It's okay, too. but people like, no, no, they're just blind to whatever is not directly in front of them. Yep. As horrible as it was a couple hundred years ago, to to focus on that only as slavery is ridiculous. Yeah. If you hate slavery so much, why aren't you working to abolish it? Where it why are you? Yeah. Absolutely. That's and, what I want to know. And most people, I think, when they think of slavery, they think of like. American slavery back in the day. They don't think oh, of yeah, like no. where no, it's, not where it's like sex oh, yeah. trafficking oh, yeah. or mm-hmm. human trafficking. Like that's most most people slavery. think that America invented slavery. Yes, right. They do. Which is well, far I mean, from the truth. Or like even like, or they'll think like back in the day, like building the pyramids in Egypt and stuff like right. that. They think of that type of slavery, not whatever people yeah. imprisoned and right. making Nike sweatshirts. Being Russia was. The, Russia you know. was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she didn't hear I that. I thought I'd slide by. I thought I'd slide by, but it didn't happen. We gotta take a break. We'll come back and hear Catherine's take on what? Russia? Russia was founded on slavery, pretty much. Most it was nations were. Yeah. Most nations were. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, name a nation that wasn't, honestly. That's true. We'll be right back. Right after this. It's the family. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great <laughs> it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. 
The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. You're rocking out over there. Purple Hades. Sad money. Is it playing? No. Oh, it's Pink Floyd, of course. Oh, it's Pink Floyd. You can't play Pink Floyd. You can't do Pink Floyd. They always have a lot of intro. You'll do easy Whatever. Let me know when Ellen's ready to go. All right, I'll call her right now. That'll be a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is this this guest is for you. <laughs> we brought her in for you. Like Gray matters. So finding much. meaning in the stories of later life. You'll have a lot okay. to look so, forward you know, to. You got a lot to look forward. To. <laughs> That's exactly what it's <laughs> all about. Your description. I have no idea what she does. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story while Andy's getting her on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, a friend of mine. I, I won't say who it is because I don't know if he wanted me to pass along the story. But he's invited to a wedding. And he goes to the wedding, and his buddy's daughter is getting married. Mm-hmm. And she's marrying a black man. She's white, and she's marrying a black man. So the father of the bride at the wedding gets up and goes, you know, I, I asked my daughter to bring uh, Justin uh, over to the house. I'd like to meet him. And she brought him over. And, boy, was I surprised. I, I was kind of shocked by that whole situation. Then, you know, as we went along, I did a little more research on it, and I was like, how could this have happened? I mean, my daughter's marrying this guy. I just don't. This is front in front of his family and mm-hmm. the, the the groom's family. Yep. And he goes on and on and on about I can't believe that this ha- actually happened. That she would do this to our family. I just, it's so ridiculous. Wow. I mean, come on. He's an Eagles fan, and we're Giants yeah. fans. <laughs> Is that the greatest? Oh, you that's know that perfect. story? No, I don't, but I was like, the whole time, I'm like, this is definitely going to be a sports <laughs> yeah, conference. Sports because deal if it's all not, the then this wedding went very wrong. Very, I guess very the fast. father of the groom was banging his fist on the table. He's laughing so hard. Yeah. He just started laughing like a man. Is Ellen ready to go? Uh, yes. Ellen Lamb, how are you? I am fine. How are you? Wonderful. Excellent. Gray Matters, finding meaning in the stories of later life. Aging is one of the most compelling issues today with record numbers of seniors over 65 worldwide. Gray Matters, finding meaning in the stories of a later life examines a diverse array of cultural works, including films, literature, and even art that represent this time of life. Are, are we ever going to get back to, to respecting the elderly like we used to instead of throwing paint on them and telling them this world no longer belongs to you in Portland? <laughs> That is a very good question, and <laughs> I think it's possible. I think one thing we need to do is get rid of the term boomers um, yeah. and get rid of a lot of memes, especially memes that use boomer, because um, those continue to perpetuate so many stereotypes mm-hmm. and problems that even really educated people don't recognize as being ageist. I am so lucky, and I'm, I didn't know what I thought everybody was raised this way, but I'm very, very lucky in that my mother taught me to respect the elderly and, and you know, treat them with special reverence because they know a lot more than we do, Tom, you know. There's a couple generations ahead of me. Uh, my mother also, also taught me that I should be polite, and I really love those two things about her. But, yeah, we if you were elderly let's say around our our neighborhood or our house you were always treated with respect because you've been there and we haven't i mean it only makes sense i think absolutely and you know it's definitely a cultural decision that different you know societies make because 
I do believe, like in Japan, for example, that there is much more appreciation. Right, um, yeah. I was at uh, uh, the Botanical Gardens in Chicago last week, and I saw that there was a plant in the Japanese garden, and they cut it to make it look old because of the reverence for the old. And I thought, wow, <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is very un-American. It's very nice, though. Yeah, it's like it. something to aspire to. It is something to aspire to. Andy, you, you've studied the Japanese culture for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, uh, and it's high reverence, right? Oh, yeah ancestors especially the elderly well i think a lot of it for basically any culture that respects the older people is that for a long time you know the vast vast majority of human history if you were old it's because you survived being young whereas now becoming old is just something everyone does because basically everyone survives but two three hundred years ago if you made it past 70, you were rare. Yeah, and and that's a great point. And I think we should go back to that idea of survivorship, Mm -hmm. of that people should be having badges of recognition because to be, you know, to get to your 80s, it means you have survived a lot of losses, hardships, uh, probably um, physical challenges. And so, yeah, you're still standing, and that should be recognized. Now, I'm getting my 93-year-old father up here in the next uh, 10 days, and he's okay. he's got glaucoma. Seven his, days. Seven days. His eyesight's failing. He's 93. He's just he's lost his my mother not too long ago. I mean, he's just yeah. got so many things going in them with this whole COVID thing. It's just, it's not easy for him. It's not it's easy not, being 93. Not easy being 93, especially with COVID, and then to, you know see things on television where people are treating elderly people like crap, elder abuse. It's mm-hmm. just like, my God. Right. <laughs> it's not... Keep something else on them, right? How undeserved. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that that's just, that's really important that we recognize that it has been really difficult oftentimes to achieve older age uh, in this country in particular and that people are dealing with a lot of um, medical issues at times. Um, But I think, you know, one of the things I do in my book is to really concentrate on the stories. Like I interviewed over 200 people, over 65, and I'm looking at the stories in culture that's done by novelists and things like that. And I think that when we focus on stories, we see what's still there. We don't, like, focus just on, you know, infirmity and all the struggles, but we realize that, People who are older are repositories of incredible life stories. Yes. You know, it doesn't mean that they had to, you know, run a marathon when they were 87, but just the stories of surviving that they've done are inspiring. No doubt about that. One of my favorite lines in the history of movies is the movie Kingpin, where these three young guys are leaving a house and there's this elderly man sitting in a rocking chair in a front porch. And as they walk by, one of the young guys looks at the old man and he goes, Hey, how's life, old-timer? And the guy responds, it's taken way too damn long. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was a great line. It was very funny. Definitely. And, you know, I think that one of the things that we also disregard is that, like, is that a lot of older people have like used humor as a as a survival, oh, yeah. um, you know, skill. I remember one of the people who did my survey, and I think it was some 
a gentleman who's 80s, and, you know, at, when I asked for, like, what commentary or advice, he said, well, just the first 100 years are the hardest. Like, after that, it's, it's fine, you know, and that yes. just reminded me about um, how much people can use humor as a successful coping mechanism. One of my, another one of my favorite of all that. There used to be a woman named Moms Mabley. She was a comedian, an African American woman back in the day. She's going to Johnny Carson show all the time. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. And she sits in the, in the chair, and Johnny Carson goes, "So you're uh, another year uh, older since the last time I saw you. How's how's everything going?" She goes, "Well, Johnny, the only problem I got is that you know your skin kind of sags when you get older." He goes, "Well, why is that a problem?" And she goes. I could now take my lower lip and pull it all the way over my head. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sagging. It's a lot of sagging right of there. So exactly what you're talking about. These people used humor to deal with their, their advanced age. I, th- I think it's wonderful. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it was the responses um, from the survey. So I asked like 25 questions. A lot of it got really personal. So sometimes, uh, you know, the humor would be used against me. Like when I asked something about um, how people were dealing with like fin- their finances later left, I got things like, none of your business. <laughs> you know? So, so I, you know, a few of those responses like took me back. They were like humor used against me. But still, I did see a lot of a lot of humor and also a lot of pathos. And so I think that's partly what I want to do in the book is to incorporate those different stories because oftentimes we only hear stories of uh, really heartache, you know, treating, talking about Alzheimer's and right. um, people in death situations. And, you know, I've heard a lot of positives, a lot of people telling stories about um, continuing to be with partners, you know, 50, 60 years and, um, that, you know, they continue to sort of honor that commitment. So I just heard a lot more than we typically see in, you know, TV and for sure advertisement, which is, you know, only medical conditions pretty much when we see older people. I could see that. I I just, so was there one thing or many, many things that, that kind of pushed you to write the book? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Yeah, I think it was a, a couple of things. I mean, one is so I have a lot of eighty-year-old people in my life. Um, I have, you know, I have my both my parents, one of my my dad's partners, um, my in-laws, uh, a lot of aunts. So I have aunts and who are who are in the eighties too. So I have a lot of people, and I just felt sort of clueless about it. I'm a professor of English and cultural studies, and my mom would ask me a question about okay, so which long-term care policy would I have? What should I take? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I had no idea. So I was like partly (laughs) curious and, you know, should I have this surgery? And I just felt really ignorant to to help her. And so that was part of it. And, you know, then I did read some books. Like I read Atul Gawande's um, Being Mortal, and I thought, wow, there's a book that combines stories about his dad but also research and it's trying to figure out about what matters the most to people um, towards the end of their life. And 
that really captured my imagination because I thought, I want to know, like, what does matter? And uh, so that was, you know, part of what I asked in the surveys and what I was looking for in all the, the literature and films that I looked at. I'm guessing most people didn't say that they wish they would have worked more hours. <laughs> 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 Probably that is true, right. And there's a whole chapter I do on work. And partly what I wanted to do, too, is I kept getting mixed reactions about things. Some people would tell me, retirement is the best, I love it. Other people would be like, I'm so bored, no right. one respects right. me anymore, or no one thinks I'm interesting. And I kept seeing that divide on a lot of topics, like menopause and um, just a number, you know, whether or not sexuality later on in life. I kept seeing these really divided opinions, so I thought, well, this is something good for a researcher to dig into, to try to figure out um, how to make sense of the fact that there are these disparities in opinion on, on these topics. I think it's wonderful. The book is called Gray Matters, Finding Meaning in the Stories of Later Life. Ellen A. Lem, L-E-M. You do a great interview, Ellen. That was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. I liked having everybody's participation in it. Well, come back. Come back again soon. We'll talk. Because I'd like to learn more about uh, as we get older, because, you know, any minute now, I'll be there. You know, so. <laughs> it's a hopeful book. So uh, without being, you know, too too rosy, optimistic uh, in an unrealistic way, but there's a lot of hope. It is wonderful. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a Bye-bye. Good day. We'll be back with the family. God. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> Nobody over the age of 30 is going to ever talk to Tevin again. Yeah. <laughs> no, not going to yeah. happen. Are you still mystified by electricity? <laughs> <laughs> Tevin, yeah. was, Tevin was just well, talking about interviewing his grandmother. Yeah. No, yeah. I had to interview my grandma in like third grade for a school project. And uh, all I thought, because, you know, you're older. You must have grown up at a completely different time. You're so my, older. my first question was, do you remember what it was like getting indoor plumbing installed? And then she had some choice words for me. Well, you, know, you uh, went to a that. house. Your grandparents didn't have a toilet in their house. No. So no, they did not. You know. My, it, it did exist. Well, they they were But they were also your grandparents. They were probably born in God, I don't even know when. Oh, well, my mom was 19th born in, century, yeah, right? My parents were born in like the 20s. So, yeah. yeah. So, they, a long time ago. Yeah, I remember asking my grandmother about What the hell is this? And 
she was like, I lived before you could buy store-bought clothes. You had to make, you had to make your clothes. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, now I know somebody. Could you, yeah. Could you imagine yeah. having to try and do that like today? No. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. I get, this is going to be bad news for the three of you because it'll hit you someday because it just hit me just now, literally. I remember sitting with my grandma Minnie, my mother's mother, my grandma Minnie, playing Monopoly. And she rolled the dice, and one of them fell on the floor, and she said, Tommy, pick up that dice. And I'm like four, and I said, it's a die, Grandma. And she said, why don't you? Right? Mm-hmm. Now, the bad part of that story, I think that story is very, very funny, but here's the bad part of the story. I just realized sitting here just now that really old woman when I was four is a year younger than I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous how, how your perspective of how like yeah. old, oh, yeah. uh, older people look compared to when you get to be that age. I remember being four. young enough that I thought an eight-year-old kid on Barney was like a grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, was, I couldn't have been more than three. Yeah, and well, I remember being like, wow, that kid is so old. I'm going to be grown up like that one day. And the kid's like mm-hmm. eight. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. even like being like in middle school and looking at high schoolers and being yeah. like, oh, those are full grown adults. And then when you oh, are past high school, you're like, you look like a child. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah, it's funny how the human brain kind of adjusts I'm, for that whole I'm dynamic. Always, I'm always teasing Fawn. I'm like, that person is so old. They're probably 13. <laughs> She's like, 13? <laughs> well, remember she said to me on her fourth birthday, she goes, bop, bop. I'm going to come and see you on your next birthday. I'm going to spend the whole day with you, your next birthday. And Alex, our daughter, says to her, what are you talking about, Fawn? I'm going to go to Bop Bop's 18th birthday party. <laughs> so no, I was going to be 18. <laughs> you're damn right you are. <laughs> well, when you're right. four and you can probably only count to 20. <laughs> so, yeah, once the fingers stop, then the yeah. age. That's the age. That's it. I like to put it in the perspective of uh, when The Simpsons started, I was – Zero, and in yep. nine years I am going to be as old as Homer. Really? The dad from The Simpsons. He's forty-two. Yep. Well, I didn't know he was. I had no idea he was forty-two. He's only forty-two. <laughs> he looks a lot older than forty-two. Well, he's, a he's in very bad shape. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Well, I mean, I'm balding, so hey. God, that show is funny. In nine though. years, I'm probably going to have basically no hair. So you need to look like a skinhead. So Get one of those weird caps. How about those lights with the caps with the lights? So those things work. What? Oh, they're like fifteen hundred dollars. They sell them. What? At, yeah, they're so expensive. The you're baseball cap with the lights. With the it. red lights and that are oh, supposed to like whatever activate you. Like yeah, they're supposed oh, to make oh, your hair grow back or make it stop falling out or something. It's like fifteen hundred dollars. It's a baseball cap with lights in it. With red lights. Mm. I don't know if they're LED, something special, fancy. No, they're, they're hair growing know. lights, Catherine. Come yeah, on, special hair growing lights. Special hair it's growing lights. Christmas bulb string lights. I wonder if those things. Seriously, I don't know why they're so expensive. Well, if you look at the genetics of your brothers, I'm kind of out of luck. You're screwed. Yeah, and well, Sage. Uh, your mother's brothers. Yeah, I think I'm it goes. his mother's brother. So uh, Sage, Sa- we Sage, gotta get you got Sage about, a cap. You got about <laughs> yeah, twenty-five yeah, more years. Yeah. Enjoy the, enjoy the cap, hair baby. while you, you have. You got it. twenty-five more years of hair, exactly. Sage. Have That's fun. It. It's gonna fold up the tent after that. I was probably about twenty-nine, thirty when I just decided shaving's easier and makes more sense. So yeah. yeah, I suppose. So it's twenty-seven yeah. more years. Okay. So that that's from your your mom's DNA. 
Yes. Nobody your mother's brother. Yeah, mother's brothers. And we did look it up, and it, that does seem to be the case. So. Oh, really? People have always argued that, and I don't know why. I've always heard it was your mother's brothers. Yeah, That's the lineage yeah. of I mean, it's not like bulletproof, ball. but it's a very good rule of thumb. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I was looking back. My, my father's father was bald, but my mother's father and her two brothers both had a full head of hair. See, my dad so, yeah. has hair, and all of his brothers yep. had hair till they yeah. got old. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess it is a genetic yeah. deal, and that's all mm-hmm. there is to it. I guess. I mean, I got still well, lots of hair. How about uh, Betty's brothers? They were all bald. There you go. Al was it bald. fits. Pretty Al much. was not bald. <laughs> he was. Well, what? I mean, there's bald. Well, there's he bald. had like the little, you know, yeah. clown the, thing. Yeah, the, I'm the gonna hang on to is whatever thing. I have left. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't grow it over. He didn't do any. He didn't do any weird that. comb overs. No. Yeah. That was not allowed in our the family. Long no. hair is flipped over to the other side. Yeah. I worked the with Trump. a guy once. <laughs> I worked with a guy at WDGY in the Aquatennial Parade. He had to sit in the convertible in which we were riding. Oh, looking out. He looked back at the crowd and way back at the crowd. Reason was if he looked this way, his hair would have blown yeah. over because he grew it really long and combed it over. No, that's See? awful. So it would have yeah. flipped back and it would have been down. In to those here. days, they wish they had the ba- yeah. the baseball cap. They, that they where's could my fifteen dollars baseball wear cap? Backwards. Now, what's worse, the comb over or that thing they used to do in the nineties where they would have this tuft right here? You remember the tuft? Oh yeah, oh, I, grow that mm-hmm. long. They grew they grew the tuft out so it would, like oh, kind yes. of block oh, their scalp. Oh, that looks terrible. It actually looks better when you just shave it. It does. Oh yeah, you D- by to, far. You Stop have to pretending. The baldness. Yeah. It, there's no unless you're gonna get like a good toupee or hair plugs or I've never, whatever. Have you ever seen a good toupee? No, but I mean they well, wouldn't be, know, they would you? be out there somewhere. If you see you a good think? toupee, you yeah, don't know it's a good toupee. I suppose, but they're usually pretty. Obvious. Which I think that's yeah. sexist. Hair because hat. Sexist. Women have like hair, hair extensions, extensions and weaves and, and stuff. Yeah. You can't I think tell. guys can but get where's, true. Where's, where's guys? Why can't guys get hair extensions? You're absolutely right. I mean, you could, but like, is it, it's not going to look <clears throat> real. Yeah. Like, it always looks fake. Like, if you see a guy with fake hair, nine times out of ten, you go, that's he has true. fake It's not hair. sexist just because we figured out something you guys well, can't I'm, do. I'm champion. It's very hard to get an extension that's like one inch long. How about. The old guy that used to play with Frank Sinatra's orchestra at the doctor's appointment in Florida. He claimed that, you know, because somebody okay, asked him, you, you, are you You were there. You don't was, know when I say it. I was at a Frank no, Sinatra concert. No, that's not what I said. Oh. It was at the doctor's oh. office. I was going to say. It was at a doctor's office. I'm sitting there, and this guy is probably 85 years old. And the guy says, you know, I got to tell you something to this old guy. He goes, I got to tell you something. The guy, they did a nice job with your toupee. And he goes, I don't wear a toupee. Oh. From the top of his head up was red. From the, the 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 bottom part of the top of his head down to his ears was gray. And then under the ears and on the back of his head, it was black. Oh. So he had red, gray, yeah. and black hair. But it's it was all the same. It's mm-hmm. a look. Well, yeah, I've, kind of, I've got a blonde look. stripe here that oh, you can't you? see anymore, but yeah, I've yeah. long had this, this little blonde stripe right by my ears. My hair turned white when I was 24. Well, there you go. And that's a familial that thing, too. To me. Yeah, it's a familial thing, too, yeah. yeah. So, Alex, though, mm-hmm. I decided one day I'm no longer going to dye my hair because I'd been dying it from the time I was 24, and Alex mm-hmm. was, what, about five or six, seven years old? Yeah, five is probably, I was very, very young. When I let my hair turn mm-hmm. white? Yeah, so you were probably seven. I don't remember five. you without gray hair. So 
Alex gets home from school. I come home from work. I had him wash out all the colors so my hair is natural colored. She looks at me and says, and I quote, I hate you more than the devil. Kids don't like change. They don't like change too much, apparently. I remember one time I rearranged your room. Hair color change. Hair color change. I'm worse than the devil. You're dead to me. I I rearranged Andy's room one day when he was at school. Cleaned it, rearranged the room. He came in. He was so enraged. He started ripping his stuff out of the drawers and screaming. Our children did not do well with change Because I was trying to put the furniture back. You didn't or, see that part? No. I was so yeah, young, I couldn't again. move anything. Because you, these all two I know kids you're had losing a pretty stable Anything like that, they well, would lose well, their mind. I remember I used to lose my mind. My mom would order, <laughs> or like if I, like for sports, I'd order shoes off of like East Bay, and then they'd come in the mail, and like all the fun is opening it up and yeah. whatever. And I would come home from school, and my mom would be like, you have some mail, it's on the table. And then it would always be open and like stuffed back in. Oh. And like, I want to open my own. My mom would <laughs> this is a federal crime. <laughs> Would lose your oh, it's a federal it's crime. I like. Don't know if it is or if you're thir- a minor. You're I'm not 13 sure. years old. Tampering with the mail. Yeah. Thirteen-year-olds have basically no rights. <laughs> Speaking of the mail, did you see that these guys jumped out of a truck, sawed off the legs of a mailbox, and put the mailbox in the truck, in the truck and ran and rode? Was it an uptown? Up. Yeah, in uptown. Unbelievable. Well, you don't know what's oh. in that mailbox. <laughs> there could be nothing worth could be nothing. value in there. Well, it, it could just, be a bunch of Biden well, first votes. First of all, it yeah, it's a, that, was, that is a federal crime. That's a, oh, yeah, that's that's yeah, a yeah. big oh, ass crime. Don't just belittle my shoes that got opened. Yeah, that's not going to be good for them. Not going to go over well. Indeed. we got to take a break. We'll be back with the second hour. Of course, that means Kostaki Economopolis on a Monday. Back in just seconds with the family.